Good morning, good evening, uh, good afternoon, and welcome, people, to episode 458 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello, everyone. And... Ian Noring, hello. And this week, uh, we, we have films to review. We're going we're gonna to get beastly with Beast. Um, we're going to... Uh, we're going to Samaritan with Samaritan. Chill. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we have talked some other stuff, bits like that. Uh, we are we are part of the Pod Syndicate Podcast Network. Other podcasts from there are things like. Are we doing something else? We were gonna do me time, but nobody else watched it. <laughs> I thought we were gonna fucking hang on. Have we missed a film? The invitation. Oh, we didn't get to the invitation, unfortunately. Oh right, fine. Sorry about. All that. right, well, I'll talk about the invitation then. Great. I went to the invitation and all I got was this lousy two minutes of talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> I, I watched me time. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of a spoiler as to how I felt about the invitation. But yeah, you had to watch me time. So yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So confusion happened there and we, some of us watched the wrong fucking films. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so I really wish we'd gone to see the invitation. To be fair, I really wanted to see that. Well, let's wait and see what Ian says. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, and we'll we'll do other bits. All the other bits we usually do. Those bits, we'll do those as well. Um, Ian, what's been yeah. happening in the news this week? So I'm going to tie this into one of the questions that we've had. Ooh, cool. So. Oh, fuck, let me go to Twitter. La, 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 la. Rick J. Kidd. Why do you think this summer has been so sparse of blockbusters? Is this COVID shutdowns finally catching up with the schedule, or is it something else? So, the sparseness of the summer is very, very much evident. As number one at the UK box office this weekend <laughs> was our friend Andre R- Ryu. Yep. <laughs> doing one of his concerts again. Yep. I um, we need to go and see no, one of them, all of us, one week and review it. I, I think we're going to have to at some point. I think, I think he does a Christmas one. I think we might oh, have to do it. that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, okay, all right. Um, so, I... A, a long-time listeners may remember that on a jolly, um, I booked a ticket for... Andre Ryu at Cineworld while the lockdown was happening. I never got any emails saying we're so sorry, Mr. Loring, that you're not going to be able to see Andre Ryu. So um, he, he's he's come up a few times on this show, but um, the fact that that was number one at the UK box office on a bank holiday weekend is a massive indication of just how fucking slow it is at the moment. Even though there are, I mean, like, there are literally four films in the cinema coming out that I want to see this weekend. They are all relatively niche releases. That will be continuing until October. Now, Black Adam was supposed to be out in July, but um, uh, COVID-related post-production delays meant that it swapped places with League of Super Pets. So, you know, we were without, like, a tentpole um, but literally, there's no big in commas films coming out for another month, six weeks yet. 
don't worry, darling, may do something because the Harry Styles factor. But it's, again, interesting. You look at uh, LFF announced like their kind of premieres and um, uh, they've got a premiere of uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio film which is a Netflix movie. Mm. Uh, Venice opened today with White Noise, which is a Netflix movie. Uh, 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 Fucking um, Blonde is playing Venice. It's a Netflix movie. There are so many fucking films at the moment that are streamers films that it's completely sucking the product out of cinemas. Um, And... You know, people won't go see Netflix films in the cinema and the there are fuck all chains that will actually show Netflix films in the cinema. And so we're just in this weird place at the moment where cinemas are ready and they're open. No one's going to see anything. You've got National Cinema Day happening this Saturday as we record in both the US and the UK where basically everything is £3 and $3 for the day. And that just smells like a bit of desperation to me and what what is probably gonna be one of the highest grossing films this weekend in the us and the uk fucking no way home because there's a longer cut coming out (laughs) yep and it it, yeah i mean and the annoying thing is Cinema, like the films themselves, are in a pretty fucking good state at the moment. Like, there's plenty out there, mainly on streamers, that looks interesting. Like, good... Like, we we are going to do fine for content over the next few months. Mm-hmm. I do wonder how much of that we're actually going to see in the cinema, though. Yeah, there is, there is an element of that. It, it, it's... But... That, but, but... However, then again, you've got this thing of people have complained for ages that, that blockbusters take over all of cinema for such a large portion of the year that doesn't let any smaller movies time to breathe. Well, you know, what, 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 what movies are out this week, this coming week? You've got, what is it, the, that Jessica Chastain, Ralph Fiennes one? What's that yep. called? The Forgiven. The Forgiven, that's it. So you've got The Forgiven. Is it um, Fall? Um, The 3,000 Years of Longing? Yep. Um, So that's three. You know, the the, the type of movies that people... You know, it's particularly 3,000 Years of Longing are the type of movies that people have been saying don't get enough exposure at the cinema. Um, Which made less than $3 million in the US this weekend. Hmm. But but that's it. And but, 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 it. It's a little bit of the, right, the people who constantly complain about these things, now is your time to fucking, you know, throw your weight behind it. But it doesn't happen. It, yeah, I don't know. It's it's difficult. It's like the more I hear about three thousand years of longing, the more I'm actually dreading it. We'll see next week. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to full. But I mean, it's like ET's coming back out in IMAX this weekend, and it's like okay, that's I suppose that's cool. But also, 
I don't know, it's just a bit desperate. Like, Top Gun Maverick is playing my IMAX, like, twice a day again next week. Which is an amazing sign of how well that film's done. But, fuck me. E.T.'s coming out IMAX. And then Jaws is coming out IMAX. Yeah. Uh, And then there's rumblings that there's a couple more Spielbergs coming out IMAX. It feels a little bit like they're going... Let's remind everybody about Steven Spielberg before the Fablemans comes out. And yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it maybe I, I'd be more inclined to say that if Fablemans had the same distributor, which I don't think it does. Um, but maybe I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just it's it's a really really odd state of affairs. And obviously, we talked about Cineworld last week, and. Um, yeah, it's just we're in a world now where like Beast made six hundred grand over the weekend. That's fucking nothing for that film. It was very heavily trailered. Idris Elba is a relatively big star. I think it maybe proves that Idris Elba is not as big a star as Idris Elba thinks he is. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that one was one that was proved a long time ago. He, he, he yeah, can't, yeah, he can't yeah. sell a movie on his own. He just can't. No, no, but I mean, it's, I don't know, we'll we'll talk about it in a bit, but I think it's a film that would probably work best on a cinema screen. Um, and yeah, it, we'll see how it goes. I've, there are some interesting releases over, um, over the next few weeks. Um, uh, I've got uh, Clerks Free is playing the showcase by me. Um, I don't know how big a release that's actually going to get, but that that's fun, but... Yeah, I mean, what we've got? Don't worry, darling. Re-release of Avatar. Um, bodies, bodies, bodies. But that they're, they're, they're films that film fans will go see. But will anyone else? And I think, don't worry, darling. Sure. Beyond worry, darling, that, yeah, he's going to go big. I think. I mean, the, the the Woman King, I'm already not looking forward to the discourse there where no matter how much it makes will probably not be enough for some people and will be way too much for other people and no one's going to be happy. Um, Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it, odd, odd state of affairs. But will I go to the cinema to go watch White Noise a month before it comes out on Netflix, yes. Um, I mean, they, they announced a bunch of kind of like Netflix cinema release dates and then Netflix dates. And they are actually giving these films quite a long lead time. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the the Christian Bale, Edgar Allan Poe one. Uh, I think it's getting like a two-week lead in the cinema. But again, what cinemas are fucking playing these things? I'm very, very fortunate to have the showcase by me. But not a lot of people are. You know what I mean? It's um, I feel like Odeon and Cineworld need to fucking relent. Yeah. You know, like I just, it's just it's it's product, and that's the thing. If you had Netflix films just in Cineworld in Odeon, I think people would actually go see them. They would like me time. Honestly, you'd probably get a, get some crowds for me time because it's Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. I would say you'd probably get as many 
going to see me time as we'll be going to see Thor Love and Thunder or Bullet Train now. It like, just, like, it's like different after, product. After, they, after they've been out for, what, two months and a month, slinging something like me time at the screen saying, right, you can have that. Two screens a fucking day. There you go. It just mm. makes more sense than flogging something that's already been out for two months that is available on on streaming, effectively. Yeah. Um, so, I suppose that was a, a couple of bits of news uh, uh, kind of in there. Um, have we got anything else? Like I say, Venice is kicking off Tally Rides this weekend, so we'll get some idea of uh, what people are thinking about some of these early Oscar botherers. Yeah, there's the, 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 the continued dotery, darling. Um, just, <laughs> just madness that's around. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde saying, coming out and saying about Shia LaBeouf that, um, you know, that it, it was right to get rid of him because of the, um, it was to make Florence Pugh feel more comfortable and then him coming out and going, you didn't fire me. It's time to stop saying this. And, <laughs> you seen the video? And, and then... Yeah. Yeah, there's that video of Olivia Wilde kind of in the car, to, like li- leaving him a voicemail. I think it is, um, or a video note. Yeah. Oh, it's a video note. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I suppose that makes more sense. And it just, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It was weird because then, like, Sh- did you see Shia LaBeouf and John Burnfall? Like, John Burnfall has a podcast apparently, and yep. Shia LaBeouf was on it. Yep. Um, and then so there was a bit of. Holy fucking shit! Is Shia LaBeouf coming back by saying he's not coming back? He does, but and he's really sorry. But then he just straight up admitted, "Oh yeah, everything about uh, autobiographical in Honey Boy was bullshit." Yep. And it it it, it and, and and that and, guy and that that he's found Catholicism and that all of his ego and everything that he did was essentially just to draw him closer to God. But like, right, Shia, you know when you have these moments where like you have these like right, I need to I need to come back and need to be better. Could you not make him crazy all the time? I mean that feels like a redemption arc that just went in the toilet in within like twenty four hours. <laughs> it just it, so weird. Yeah, like it's so weird. So we're saying going, Shia LaBeouf is back. He said sorry and he, he's what? Oh. Shit. It it literally is. It, it, it it's like it's like typing up your match report and then someone gets two goals in the last two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking hell. I mean it there wasn't enough time for film Twitter to properly digest the fact that it seemed like he was making a comeback before he said that and people were just like, Oh never mind then. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> Oh fucking hell. I but, mean, um, just go away now, Shia. And, I, I, and this comes from somebody who was rooting for you years ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, just, I don't know, you've got a kid with me, a goff, be a house husband. Yeah. L- like, support your wife in what she's doing and just be a house husband. Yeah. But, um, don't worry, darling, premiering uh, at Venice over the next few days. 
It's going to be interesting. Um, I'll be honest. I uh, read the script for that the other day, or at least the end of it, because um, I was drunk and I was just like, "Fuck it, I want to know what the twist is." Um, and assuming that was the real thing, which apparently it was, fascinated to see how that plays out on screen. Um, and I'll leave it there. But um, it's that film feels like it might be another example of clanging over the head. Men are bad. 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 Give me Oscar. And I'm I'm not entirely sure Olivia Wilde's gonna have the directorial nows to quite play out what that is. I think we this shall whole see. Things going to be really, really bad for her. What? Yep. Libby Wild. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she can't just shut the fuck up and let the the positive kind of like run up to the movie just happen. People are excited for it. The trailer's great. It looks intriguing. People like Harry Styles. People like Florence Pugh. Just shut the fuck up. And let it happen. Nobody cares that you got served divorce papers on the stage. And now you try to fucking blame it on your ex-husband. He didn't make that decision. Shut the fuck up. Florence Pugh's clearly uncomfortable with the fact that it's been marketed as some kind of porno shut the fuck up about it no one needs to know your reaction you're just making yourself look like a dickhead every single time you open your mouth it, it very much smacks of shit I've, I've I've cast a very talented actress um, who is very well liked and I've, ta- and I've cast the biggest pop star currently in the world who, what does that say about the world eh I don't mind how it goes. Um, <laughs> who happens to also be my boyfriend. But this is my movie and I should be top of everything. Yeah. It's just, it's just all a bit pathetic. It's like she's... she's It's classic kind of older woman dating younger man kind of thing though, isn't it? She's been very... Just undignified. It's... There, there's, there's, there's strong elements of... Um, I think I said this to you the other day, Bex, of in like a few months' time, like there'd been like a press release that Harry Styles and her have split up mm. and then she starts literally screaming on the internet that that he's turning the kids against me. <laughs> I just yeah I just like my I suppose it just when when she was saying about Jason Sudeikis, it's like there are things there you know, that that could be said and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, I don't know, may, maybe say them then, because at the moment, you've got it essentially looking like you were dodging being served papers and this guy had to come up with, like, the most elaborate fucking way of getting you the papers. Well, actually, he's, he's come out um, and he came out very heavily and criticised the... Um, the company, well, the, the 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 whatever it is that, that served yeah. them, the way they served them, and said that should never have happened. And you know, 
they have to they, they can serve it any way they want they have to serve them but I don't think they it, should have done that it's it's the fact that, it's the fact that she's saying like oh there are things that could be said and it's like you've got that but also I don't know man like you started shagging the actor you, you were directing on set and started having an affair with him like every marriage has their ups and downs and whatnot but if Sudeikis was at, was doing anything comparable to that, just for your phone fucking self-respect, maybe you need to say that because at the moment everybody loves Sudeikis, like because of Ted Lasso, and like the public opinion is on his side. It's like I, th- I think the, the, the if big, there is anything, say yeah, it. The big part of it is he's keeping quiet; she's not. That, well, that's it. That's yeah. it. And the thing but is, she's, you know, she's a married married woman with kids who left her husband for a kid out of a boy band. It's, it is a bit like, you know, if you want people to not talk about it, you need to stop talking about it first. Hmm. Should we start talking about it and talk about some trailers? Yeah. Oh, it's it's fucking smooth, that one. <laughs> I hope it's good, man. I fucking I, I, hope that's it's it. good. I, I hope it's good. I think, it, I, I actually do think it's going to be good. Hmm. But there's a butt hanging in the air. It's, I don't know if I'm going to spunk a couple of hours in, like on holiday, watching it. I want it to be good. I think if it is good, it's going to be in spite of Olivia Wilde. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. The first trailer's great. The second trailer, not so much. But and you know, hey, the one. I think it is fun that the one thing, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. The one thing that nobody's talking about at the moment is. We have seen Harry Styles in things before, but they've been in very small roles. Mm. So having him as essentially a core lead in something could be quite interesting to see if he can actually act. Yeah, yeah. Or not. That's it, he's not. And nobody seems to be actually kind of looking at that and going, what if he's a bit shit? Shit. What if he's? I don't, do you know what? I don't think he will be. I don't think he will be. No. no. I think he'll be perfectly fine at it. Because I don't think. I don't think. I think Harry Styles is successful enough as a musician and clearly takes that very, very seriously. Mm. That I don't think that he'd be silly enough to then pursue something that he wasn't good at. I think he's got a good screen energy and charisma as well. Like, mm. like you say, he's not. He's not done much, but he was. You know, it was nice when he popped up in Dunkirk. He was good. You know, the end of, what's it? That shit Marvel movie. Eternals, yeah. That's it. So, trailers. What do we have? Has Have we all watched Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? <laughs> uh, no, I saw that that was about, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> Right. He's got some real Willy's Wonderland energy in, to it for me, and I'm I'm here for that. I like the fact that it's clearly just guys in masks. Nice. That they've just not tried to make him look like Weird the Pooh or Piglet at all. It's just a guy in a dodgy looking fucking mask and a red jacket. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Winnie the Pooh, but he's gone feral. <laughs> Yeah, I'm keen for it. The, the bit where there's like where they first go into the hundred acre wood and it's like there's a there's a fucking grave for Eeyore. Yeah. Aww. I was just 
I, 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 at first I was like, I don't get why we need this. And now I'm like going, I still don't get why we need it, but I'll watch it. Yeah. It it very much is. It's very similar to Banana Split to you. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not so, in it? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's got that kind of energy. I like Banana Splits. Thought it was all right. Um... The Sun teaser trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a teaser trailer that that, that, that that neither teases or trailers, just kind of like a few bits, a few snapshots of what might be in the film. Yeah. I'm already up for it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We're, we're already in, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, quite. Yeah, it doesn't give you much. Fuck it, I'll watch it. Yeah. Looking forward to you, Jackman, hopefully having a bit of an Oscar campaign. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else have we got? What else do we have? White Noise teaser came out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always been up for this. I continue to be up for it. We, we, we shall see how it goes. The first reviews are literally just coming out and... I've seen one really positive one, one mixed one. So, let's see. It feels like it's going to be fucking months and months and months until any of us plebs can fucking watch it anyway. But the teaser looks alright. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. (laughs) As soon as I knew that this whole thing was taking the piss out of biopics, it clicked. Yep. Yep. Just, like, the Madonna bit, and just, like, do you think Madonna's bad for you? Or whatever it is you said. It's just like, what the fuck's going on? Um, But it's like, apparently, um, Weird Al sang over Radcliffe, but purposefully fucked with the sink a bit, so it doesn't look right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yeah, it it does sound like it's going to be a massive fucking piss take. But really, it, essentially, it's it makes sense. It's Weird Al doing a satirical parody of biopics. Yeah. Perfect. And it, it's go like, on then. Yep, yeah, go on then. And Radcliffe's along for the ride, and I'm I'm, I'm down for that because. I, I love the fact that Radcliffe is fucking fully on board as well. Mm. Yeah. It, it it did somebody, I, I read somebody who uh, pointed out that like you've got all these young actors getting buff for Marvel films and what does he get fucking ripped for? The Al Yankovic biopic. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, I love that Daniel Radcliffe would do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, that... He's just, he's got more money than God and he'll do whatever the fuck he wants to do. <laughs> Such a great position to be in. Yep. I, I, and I love the fact that he literally, he fucks off. He does a couple of movies and then he fucks off. And just lives his life. Yeah. And then he, he fucks off, he does a couple more movies and he just fucks off and just lives his life. <laughs> you know, good on him. I just, it's fucking great. Too right. I have no idea how any of us are going to watch it because it's on the Roku channel and no one knows how you get a Roku channel. <laughs> but 
I look forward to finding out. <laughs> yep, same. Um, confess Fletch. This is the biggie for you this week, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it looks great, to be fair. In the spirit of the original, not try to remake it or anything, but just... Well, it's just based on one of the books, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But it looks, it does look like it's got a similar... Yeah. ...energy to it. But it also looks like Ham isn't doing an impression of Chevy Chase. Yeah. Ham's just doing Ham, which is always great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I was always going to be up for this, because it's, it's, it's a Fletch film. Yeah. And I, I very much like the character of Fletch. I'm personally not sure about it, but I'm glad that you guys are up for it. Any other ones? <laughs> You're silently, that was such a disappointed silence, Mark. <laughs> I was wondering if he's going to elaborate. Uh, that's fine, Ian, you can be wrong. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, I didn't have much more to say about it. I thought it was a really forgettable trailer. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's out in a couple of weeks, so we'll see. Any more for any more? No, I'm good. Cool, cool. Right, uh, right. What, what should we do? Let, 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 let's go in. Right, I'm going to get up the IMDb synopsis. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it? There we go. Beast. Uh, Baltazar at Comico. I'm going for that. Fuck it. Sure. Leaning right fucking in. Uh, I think it's Comic Car, actually, I think. Uh, Idris Elba starring Shalta Copley and. Um, yeah, two girls. Let's go for that. Uh, what's it about? Let's, let's see what mad shit IMDb is going to say it's about. <laughs> a father and his two, daughter, his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving that the savannah has but one apex predator. Near, near to what it's about. Yeah, it's in the same. It's, 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 it has the, it has some words in it. Yeah, um, it does have words. Yes, Ian, how did you find Beast? Yeah. Uh, well, I went to the cinema and it was there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. I thought it was all right. Um, it, I thought it started really strong, um, but by the fifth or sixth time, it's doing following a, a character, then circling around something, then going back to the character, then there being a jump scare, and then there being a bit of action. I, I, I was slightly running out of patience with it until the final fight. Which kind of gives you what you want. It gives you pure Idris Elbow versus Elbow, Elba. (laughs) Idris. No, it it wasn't. For some reason, I I keep on having in my head that he's called Big Driss Elbow. Um, (laughs) And, like, I just, it slips out. Sorry. It's just whenever anybody says Idris Elbow, I think, oh yeah, Big Driss Elbow. I'm sorry. Um,. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, look, I, I, oh God, let me get my fucking head on straight. So, yeah, by the time that Idris Elba is having a fight with, uh, uh, a beast at the end, um, 
it, it, it's cracking. Um, there's some bump in it through the film, like the the whole he's got to protect his own pride and reconnect with his daughter's stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I can give or take. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just I thought I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Like you got the bit with the poachers, so that they can artificially add another ten minutes. Um, I would have taken that out. You know, just have it be a leaner eighty minutes or so. But I would have taken yeah, a different. Yeah, we'll get to mine. Go, go on then. Let's segue, Bex. I want to know what we do with taking out. I would have much rather watched a movie about poachers and Shalto Copley and. Banju was the other guy called, mm. um, yeah, and the lion and all that shit, and just completely fucking taken the family out of it because <laughs> they were insufferably annoying. <laughs> Those girls most, but Idris Elba as well. What a fucking waste of space he was. I think that was supposed to be intentional. Well, all right, fine, but it was annoying. I will agree. I did think that that the the writing of the girls wrote them. Too old age, too up. They were too old for the way that they were acting. Yeah, yeah. In certain points. Yeah. It was a weird energy. That one, that one bit where the older daughter is just like, "Nah, fuck it, I'm gonna go get um Chateau Copley." It just, you actually deserve to be eaten. (laughs) You said that in the cinema, didn't you, Bex? Yeah, but to be fair. But my my first comment that I made about this film was um, to you was oh god I can't remember what it was now something something a compendium of bad decisions and Idris Elba letting people die. <laughs> if she hadn't gone and got him, he would have just died. Idris Elba should have gone and got him. He was just shockingly poor at being a man in this movie, and that it offended me. <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a- that's the story, you, you, though, isn't you it? You literally just been, been like, "You don't get in there, huh? It's a fucking lie out there." All right, I, sorry, I've got enough penis. Yeah, basically, yeah. You can't be a man of that kind of stature and then just be an absolute pussy all the time. Amy, I will say though, the fact that the final fight with the lion does play out pretty realistically, where it's like Idris Elba versus lion. Yeah, the lion's gonna win, but if you add another lion, then. Idris Elba may survive. Yeah, I did like it, that they it, were Elba, just like he's yeah. going to have a crack at the lion, but the lion is fucking him up. Yeah, I, I, I did think right. If we get this now, where he fucking kicks a lion's ass, then it's going to be it, it will lose all form for me. But then that annoyed me as well. Everyone else that that lion has basically breathed near has died almost instantly. Idris Elba has a prolonged <laughs> fight with it with uh, only a knife. A yeah, but but in the lion's defence. <laughs> Right, he has been fucking shot with a tranquilizer, stabbed multiple times, thrown off a cliff, blown up. That it was incredible tired. that lion caught up with them. Yeah, like they 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 stopped that jeep for like five minutes, mm. and the lion caught up with them. <laughs> the, the lion's clearly just gone. I don't know why they're going all the way around there. You can just go through this little bit here. But, <laughs> But, but I mean, also, as well, the... when they go into the school bit, sorry, Ian, to cut you across there, just for no, two no, seconds. Please. When they go into the school bit, 
right? You have a lion out there that is trying to get you. You're in a school. Why open every single fucking door? I, that, that really annoyed me when they burst through the door and then didn't open. I made door-shutting gestures at you, didn't yeah, I? But then, but then they opened the other door as well. So yeah. it's like, oh, we probably shouldn't leave that front door open without the back door open as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it is brutally so. It's like every time the camera swirls around, it's like, oh, is the lion going to be there? Um, and it... it the, the, the thing is, the, the, the main thing, the main complaint I actually have about this one, where, thinking about it, is the fact that it also is at major pains to make you feel sympathy for the lion. Yeah. So by the end of it, you like, okay, it's like happy ending for Idris Elba. I just felt so fucking sorry for that lion. Yeah. It's had a shit one. Like, I, it, 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 go on, sorry. And it's not his fault. No. It's just, it's not its fault. And I felt so bad for the fucking lion. It's... As, as soon as Charlton Copley died, I wanted the lion to win. Sure. And just just kill them all. What, the one thing I was glad about, because uh, what I did think at points in this movie, mm-hmm. I was thinking, right, is the, is the writer going to try and be really fucking clever and have it that... Charlton Copley is actually the head of these poachers. I was wondering that myself. And then when he when he died, I was a bit, I, I, I was a bit like, at least that's not gonna happen. At least the poachers mm. are just faithless bad dickheads. Bad dickheads, yeah. But I don't think my heart would have taken it if Charlton Copley had been a poacher. I also I also weirdly don't think Charlton Copley would have got involved in it if he had been. No, probably not. Um, but the, it was just. You didn't need the... If you're going to have the, 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 the Idris Elba and the kids characters in it, which I think is, is fine, you don't then need to constantly keep on bringing up the conflict mm. between him and his children repeatedly. Yeah, why couldn't you just be a normal dad who maybe worked a bit too much? They could have worked that in. Whose wife died? Why did they have to have split up? Why did they have to have been like an absentee father who took no interest in her photographs and all this bollocks? Why couldn't they just have been... Visiting their mother's home, yeah. land I mean, and village and stuff. Even, even having all that, what I did think was when the, you know, when the, they've had like, they've, they've gone, they've, they've he had a few drinks with Shouto Carplay and then you have the bit where you have the morning bit where it becomes, where it, it clearly it's them falling asleep and then it's becoming morning, yeah, yeah. getting up there. I did think, right, we're like 10 minutes in and you've established all of these things mm. quite well within 10 minutes Without it feeling too hokey. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of films that would have had... A, a, the, the, the opening of the film would have been, like, fucking her dying of cancer or something like that. It would have had more in it. It, mm. it would have been half an hour long mm. before they actually got to South Africa. Uh, and I thought, that, that's pretty cool. That it, It's got it done in quite a nice little way. I can see why it's going to bounce around at 90 minutes. And they kept bringing it up. And it's like, Jesus. We get it. Shut up. We get it, you don't like it. But I think that's because they have mistaken what's interesting about the film. Like, that we actually give a shit about him repairing his relationship with his daughters and getting back in touch as a family and all this kind of stuff. That's that's not interesting. We don't care. Show us more. Yeah. Lion-related violence. And if you're going to show and shoot viol- violence, 
Don't have it blurry in the background while one of these annoying fucking children is running towards <coughs> you and they're the focus. I want to see it. Yeah. It was, thing is, yeah. I, think I, I think I liked it more than you guys. Um, but I think it, it was quite nice seeing a movie that was literally just all outside. Yeah. I quite, I quite dug that. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's it's 90 minutes before credits, which is also quite quite nice, quite tight. But then again, I think that like you said there, Ian, uh, earlier, it, it, it does feel like you could lose 10 minutes of it and not really affect it. Mm. Yep. And then you've got an 80-minute movie that feels too short for an Idris Elba, Charles O'Connor starring movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it, I, I don't know. film in that film that isn't the film that they made. I mean, I thought I, I, th- I thought it was fine. Yeah. It, it, it was... Yeah, it, but, but it just... It's massively It kind of wants to have... Yeah. I mean, it just it wants to have its cake and eat it. Because you look at the trailer, it, it it's like, oh, fucking hell, this lion, it's going to be like Jaws or something. And then you watch the film and it's just like... I feel so bad for the line. Like when Charlto Copley's like, "I'm sorry, boy," and then blows up the the the, the jeep. Like th- I thought that worked. Yeah, and uh, I thought Copley actually played that really well. Um, and it is just yeah, you just my heart was fucking aching for that lion. And I, I tell you know, it really really put put me off because it's like yeah, okay, you get to see Idris Elba fight a lion at the end, but it is like. But I don't really want that other pride of lions to come and f- lions to come and fuck this lion up. Like if this lion was a cunt, I'd understand it. But he wasn't. He was like just driven mad. Like because like the opening sequence is what essentially a bunch of poachers killing the lion's pride. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So the lion's gone mad and he wants to kill all the humans. Yeah, I probably fucking would as well if I were the lion. Hey, Big Driss Elbow, fuck you. You know, like, just... Yep. Yeah. There is an element of... of maybe you should just get the fuck out. <laughs> just, 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 just let him have a little bit... Let him get it out of his system. <laughs> yeah. Go on, lion, get it out of your system, mate. You fucking deserve it. Yep. But definitely not shit it's competently made enough and it's short enough that i don't think i could call it shit oh, it's definitely, i'm definitely not shit where are you bex i think i've talked to myself it was touching cloth earlier but i think i've talked myself into a shit fair enough yeah i think you have i think yeah i think you have shit with a caveat it was really nice to see shouts or coffee in something and i wish he did more it mm. was nice to see shouts back yeah mm. yeah it, 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 it's it's been a while hasn't it Mm. It's making me want to watch Russian Doll because there's been three episodes of it. I'm probably not going to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was our. But what, what was our audience poll on that? Um, definitely not shit. Fifty percent. Touching cloth. Twenty five percent. And Geostorm. Twenty five percent. I think that's all right. Actually, that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 
Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, I was like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. CS3P Combat Player 1, choose your character Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player 2, choose your character While you're in luck Punter Round 1, fight Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast Featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the is... main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. that's the third time though. I mean, am I st- is this on? Yeah, let's, 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 let's move along. Let's move along. Make sure we move to. Ooh. I'm going to say we'll, we'll we'll do some what we've been watching. Next. What have you been watching? Oh, I'm on all prepared for this. Change the format. I, I'm, I'm gonna because we've because we've got. I'm, I'm gonna bookend what we've been watching with two with our two main reviews. Oh, where had I got to with my Marvel things last week? Not sure. Let's have a look. Doctor uh, Strange. Yeah, I feel like it was Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I'd done Doctor Strange and I'd started on Guardians, yeah. hadn't I? Yeah. Um, Guardians 2. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I, I was struggling to remember which one Guardians 2 was for a second there. Which... It's the one after the first. Probably says a lot. Um, do you know what? I skipped Guardians, and Guardians 2 I could have easily skipped as well, having rewatched it. it's They're, they're fine and they're funny, but they're, there's no weight to them. Um... I think watching Civil War and then watching the rest of them up until you get to um, like closer to the Infinity Stones shit, they feel really quite flimsy um, because Civil War is so weighty. So I think Guardians 2 was a bit of a disappointment on rewatch. Um, same for Spider-Man Homecoming, um, but it does obviously 
set up the character a bit more as a standalone, so it had to be done, but the the like peril in that is, is weirdly um, disconnected, I think. But then the Spider-Man films kind of are, because they're supposed to be, initially, the idea is that it's more local stuff, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's your friendly hood, neighbourhood Spider-Man. Yeah, and I suppose it is connected in, because what's-his-face Keaton's character's pissed off that he got taken off clean-up after the New York incident, isn't he? Mm. And that's why he starts being a dickbag. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Spider-Man and Guardians bit disappointing and it was Thor Ragnarok which I was a bit concerned after watching Love and Thunder it's made me question everything about Thor um, but Ragnarok is a is a really great film um, I know you're not keen on Tessa T are you? No uh, she's way less annoying in this one than she is in Love and Thunder I think maybe because she's not in it <laughs> well she's more of a side character isn't she yeah. in this world. she's more of a main character in Love and Thunder um, yeah, it's just really good fun. Um, the 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 stuff with Hulk and Thor is just the 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 kind of bants between them is really well written and not it, it's not like weed any bants that have aged really badly in like the Avengers movie. It's it actually feels like more organic, mm. I guess. So yeah, really enjoyed the rewatch of that. Really enjoyed my rewatch of Black Panther. Um, wasn't super keen on it first time round, um, so I was I was quite looking forward to giving this one a rewatch, um, and yeah, I think maybe the hype of it at the time had annoyed me to the point where it made me not enjoy the movie. Um, but on rewatch, it's it's very good. Um, I think having the antagonist be kind of a well intentioned bad execution antagonist adds a bit of extra layers to it yep yep um really wish you'd just let him like fix him though like because they could have easily if if he'd gone back with t'challa to shuri's lab they could have probably healed him and i kind of wish that they'd just let him do that and then rehabilitate him and have him as a as a character in in the later films, like working alongside his brother, but forcing him to be more outward looking, which I mean, he ends up being at the end of the movie anyway, and that's inspired by Killmonger. My my still major problem with Black Panther is Killmonger has a legitimate claim to do what he does to challenge T'Challa, challenges him, beats him fairly. They do actually address this in the film. And then they decide, no, we don't like the, that outcome of that result. <laughs> that wasn't how it was supposed to go. And what? what, what? So the, the challenge is only supposed to end if someone yields or dies. And neither happens. Oh, you semantics there. He dies because he's unconscious and he survives because somebody <laughs> saves him. But you don't die. Because somebody saves him. Right. Yeah, to be fair, he probably should have died. Yeah, somebody saves him. He's just, I, I, he's just in a coma. Somebody, that, no, I'm sorry, you can't have that. <laughs> no, it is a bit unfair. It's, it's, they cheat. They cheat <laughs> because they didn't get the result they wanted. 
I just kind of wish Killmonger hadn't died and that he'd worked alongside them to to, to put in place the aid programs and stuff that they end up doing anyway. Well, it's going to be fascinating to see what Wakanda forever is. I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah. And I genuinely mean that. It's fascinating to see how they do with everything they've got to contend with with that film. Mm. <sighs> yeah. But it, it's one of those things I'm like, damn it, Marvel, why do you keep pulling me back in? <laughs> But it is, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? So that's that's my last one that I watched on my own. But we, we were talking about this the other day. In phase three, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven movies, right? Yes. In phase four, you've got one, two, three, four, five six movies and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shitty TV shows. So there's more TV shows than one movie? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's all, yeah. It's just, there's there's no wonder that it's felt so inconsequential, phase four. It's felt a little bit as somebody who's just watched the, the movies, it's felt a little bit empty. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe if I'd had all the rest of the, the content, which, you know, granted, is available there. I you know There's nothing stopping me watching it other than the fact that I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, so if it, that, that, that's my problem. I can't kind of criticise it, but I kind of feel like I can as well. Mm. And the thing is, like, with, if I continue my rewatch past Far From Home... I'm, I'm not watching all the movies. Well, you've already not watched all of them. I only missed Guardians. Well, that, that's, that's one of them, though. <laughs> I'm going to watch Out of Spite now. Well, you should. Uh, so, yeah, I'll watch Black Widow. I'll watch No Way Home again. That's probably it. Well, so, is that all, all that you've watched solo? Yep. I'll do my solo, then eat. Uh, 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 yeah. No. Ian, you do, you do yours, then I'll what? do my solos, <laughs> and then we'll move into our. Sure. Like You're being very on brand chaotic right now. I know. Yeah. Thought I'd introduce a little bit of Mark at the show. <laughs> nice. What have you been watching here? Nice. Uh, so, I a couple of things for me this week. Um, I rewatched this year's Scream. Um, How'd that go? Because I'm very nervous about rewatching this. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably should be, to be fair. Um, it's. I really like the last act. I think it, it ends strong. The whole reasons behind why the killer or killers are slash is doing what they're doing is well done. Um, I think it's a good knowing comment and it's nicely biting at the hand that feeds. Um, but... It's getting on for two hours long and it just, there's padding in there. Like, really just paddy, paddy, pad, pad, pad. Um, the the Ski Ulrich stuff, not entirely sure what that's supposed to be saying at the end there. Mm. Um, it's a weird message, which I'm assuming they're going to continue into the next one. Um, but again, that feel that feels like it was a, it was a cool surprise in the moment. But 
I mean, spoiler for the latest Scream, by the end where it's just like, well, you forgot one thing. You shouldn't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. And then she's like, stab, you stab, 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 stab. And he's almost like smiling in the fucking background. It is just like, right, okay, cool. So are we essentially saying that in some situations mental like illness and trauma are good um we're going with that are we um yeah it's i think the again spoilers the killing of marley shelton and her kid it's a good idea like horror like slasher movie sequences killer sequences in daytime are always interesting but this does a very good job at almost being not interesting um and yeah yeah just like the, the, you know the relationship between the main girl and her sister it just i don't really care it's weird that they set up a lot of the teenagers and then they are gone for about 45 minutes and then they turn up for the last half hour um it it just feels a bit higgledy piggledy. Um But like I say, I do like the last act. And I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. I I, I like scream films. Um But I hope that the next one is more consistently entertaining. I still I, I still think it's alright though. Um, I, I hope I come back to it like I did with Scream 4, where it was like, actually, that's not bad. That's pretty fucking interesting. I hope, like, 10 years' time, I have that kind of reaction to this one. But there you go. Um, and then, as I mentioned at the start of the show, I went to the cinema and watched The Invitation. So, saw this on Bank Holiday Monday. Relatively full screen, but not a very big screen. But, it, you know, there was... There were a lot of the target audience there. Now, I hadn't even seen the trailer for The Invitation. So, didn't have a fucking clue what was going to happen. Um, and I'm watching it. So, I suppose, spoilers. If I, Apparently, the trailer does kind of give, give away what the film actually is. But I'm watching it. It's like, right... She's related to this family. There's some weird shit happening with this family. I wonder what's happening here then. Oh. She's having a... Will they, won't they with this guy? Hmm. He seems a bit vampire-y. Oh, he's a vampire, is he? Right, okay. Is it a vampire one? Um, yeah. You're not going to be there, Bex. Yeah, have you not watched the trailer? I don't know. <laughs> so it's the thing is I like so Noel sort of went to see I love that Noel goes out to the cinema for very select occasions <laughs> and he went out to see the invitation I get it, it is a little bit beggars can't be choosers at the moment I I am playing but it did make me laugh that this was this is what he actually went out to see and I was talking to him about it afterwards. And um, he was saying that it felt like they didn't really have the money to do what they actually wanted to do. And I've got to agree with that. So much of this film, so much of the runtime, is this will they, won't they, 
where he is just the most fucking red flag guy like you will ever fucking see. Oh, it's him. It's the it's him. It's play who plays the musician in High yeah. Fidelity. Yeah. 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 Yes. From the energy I've, in, in the other thing I've seen him in. Yes, he is. <laughs> Properly fucking red flag guy. Um. And like, just they, they, essentially, there's like a jump scare bit right at the start, and then there are two individual kind of jump scare kill sequences. And that's like the first 80 minutes or so. And the rest of it is like a bit of a will they, won't they. And like basically she's like discovered long lost relatives and they invite her to to a wedding. And you never see the bride and the groom. And again, red fucking flag. She's there for like three days, doesn't meet them. Um, And then there is a moment in this film which is so fucking self-aware... I can't help but think that the director put it in, te- in intentionally. Where just before the what is actually happening in this film happens. No, or like literally there is a kill. And then right after that, a character says, finally, I was getting obscenely bored. <laughs> and it is just like. Straight up. I can't help but think the director did that on purpose. Is, and then after wait, that fact... Is, is, it, is it, the main character called Walter DeVille? Yep. Yes. Yes. DeVille. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Walter DeVille. Oh, fucking hell. Is, that, is it a spoof? Yep. <laughs> like, genuine? Right. So, this is the thing. There are characters in the third act who were called Mina and Jonathan Harker. They actually name them Mina and Jonathan Harker. And they're not playing the characters from Dracula. It's so fucking weird. Um, and But then it, it, it like... They, they suddenly seem to amp up the production value in like the last 20 minutes or so. But then there is this epilogue which ends with two characters walking towards somewhere. And I'm like... Okay, well, yeah, let's have let's have what's going to happen there then. And it just cuts to credits. And I swear to God, they just ran out of money. <laughs> um, it is... It, there is no point having that final scene there if you are not actually going to show what is going to happen. And I kind of think they're like, ooh, sequel. No, no. Don't you fucking have the confidence to go a sequel to The Invitation. No. No, bad movie. No, do not do it. Um, so yeah, I was shifting around in my seat for fucking ages. Um, most of the runtime, uh, waiting for it to get to the fucking monkey. Um, basically going, yeah, you deserve to like be a vampire's plaything if you're going to be this fucking stupid. Oh, there's a uh best friend character which uh is so Lil Rao Howry from Get Out that uh Jordan Peele should sue. <laughs> um it's yeah, it just it feels like the kind of shite that you would go and see with your friends when you were fifteen and 
for that audience. I hope they enjoy it. I don't think they did, though. One guy I heard audibly right at the end go, that was shit. <laughs> and that was just the energy in the room. It is bad when you, when you, you do occasionally get that with these type of movies where somebody will, it'll finish and it'll come up and say, directed by, and someone else go, that was wank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it was exactly that. It, like, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's a poor movie, but it's also one where I can't I can't help but think the director was like self sabotaging in moments of it. I mean, seriously, finally, I was getting obscenely bored. It's in such a fucking moment where it's like you could almost actually wink at the camera saying it. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, bad movie. And it's a shame because it's an exclusively theatrical release. You know, like it, it was uh, number one at the box office in the US this weekend with about $7 million. Um, and I think it did about 400 grand over here. And it's number one in the US. I mean, it's fucking, de- that's depressing. Um, but, you know, they actually went, no, it's not going to be a Netflix. We're not going to sell it to Amazon. We're actually going to release it in a cinema with a theatrical window. And it's like, that's a shit film. Yeah. <laughs> like, could, you, could you not bother to release something else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's such a shame. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 that's me other than the other ones we're talking about. Uh, right, so uh, I, I watched on my, my solo, uh, I watched two movies. <laughs> um, I watched the 2010 James L. Brooks comedy, How Do You Know?, um, which stars Ian's favourite Weiss Witherspoon, uh, Owen Wilson, Paul Rudd, and Jack Nicholson. Right? Uh, I'm going to read like the, the synopsis of what this is about because then I'm going to say something about it that is going to be a bit like that. Th- you're going to go both go what, why? Um, so how do you know? Right. So this is what the film's about. After being cut from the USA softball team and feeling a bit past her prime, Lisa finds herself without a life in the middle of a love triangle as a corporate guy in crisis competes with her current baseball playing bar, which is almost, again, what it's about, right? This movie cost $120 million. <laughs> yeah, uh, some fucking actors got paid for that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the the reason why it cost one hundred twenty million dollars was James L. Brooks got paid ten million dollars, Reese Witherspoon got off. paid fifteen million dollars, Jack Nicholson, who is an and by the way, um, got paid twelve million dollars, Owen Wilson got paid ten million dollars, and Paul Rudd got paid three million. <laughs> and all I can yeah. say there is. Well, that comes in at 25. That comes in at 50 million. Where did the other 70 million go? Who's it shot by? I swear it's shot by someone really good as well. Um, Kaminsky's. It is Kaminsky. I thought it fucking was. it, It feels like they just went really, really high production value on fucking everything. Yep. But for that film. Yep. Right now, I am a James L. Brooks fan. Um, I don't 
mind Reese with a spoon, but I do think that she constantly thinks that she's the best thing in everything that she is, including being Reese with a spoon. Um, Owen Wilson is literally sleepwalking through this role. <laughs> Paul Rudd is just being Paul Rudd, and Jack Nicholson walks into every room and goes like that, and that is all he does. Step at that then. Yeah, and that's that, that's that's all he does to the point of where at one point. Paul Rudd turns around to me and goes, if you stop shouting, if you start shouting, I'm going to leave. Because whenever you do that, I don't listen. <laughs> which causes him to go, really? He's like, yeah, I just stop listening when you start shouting. Which is about 90% of how you talk to me. Because he's playing his dad in it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's really boring. Like, really boring. None of the stories well, that are it. supposed to interlink make sense. At all. How long is it? It's like well over two. It's not it's just over two hours. Like like literally it's two oh, hours before it? credits. Okay. But it's boring. It's really mm. boring. And it's not funny. And it's not romantic. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd's character and Reese Witherspoon's character, who uh, this is part of the, the the love triangle they've got, they they get together because one of Reese Witherspoon's friends gives uh, her number to Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd calls Reese Witherspoon to basically say that he's been given her number about calling her about a date but he's actually now got a girlfriend so he won't be going to the date with her that she didn't know about but he felt like he should call her anyway yeah yeah and that's actually one of the better scenes in the movie um, Sparkling. It's not. Um, I also watched Me Time. Uh, a movie um, starring, well, from John Hamburg and starring Kevin Hart, Mark Wahlberg, Regina Hall, Jimmy O. Yang, uh, and Luis Gerardo Mendez. And Seal. Seal's in it. For no reason. At all. Um, game plot Sonny a stay at home dad finds himself with some me time for the first time in years while his wife and kids are away he reconnects with his former best friend Hook for a wild weekend that nearly upends his life yeah so Matt Wahlberg and Kevin Hart are like lifelong friends um, Kevin Hart is a house husband who takes being a house husband really seriously and his wife's got this really good career as an architect and Matt Wahlberg. Oh, he just plays a beta in everything, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, and Matt Wahlberg is, you know, that guy who can't quite grow up yet and keeps getting him into scrapes. Nah. So what does he do with his me time? He goes and he spends the birthday weekend with Hook. Yeah. Um, it's not very good. It doesn't sound good. No. Um, there's yeah. weirdness with, like, fucking tortoises in it. Yeah. What? There's a weirdness cool. where they, they accidentally run over a tortoise. Right. Because they go because um Kevin Hart's character uh thinks that uh his wife's business sort of partner or or how his wife's client uh big best paying client who wants um uh, his wife architect to design all the buildings on this island that he's bought 
he's trying to make a move on her. Right. So, uh, Hook and uh, Sonny, Kevin Hart's character, along with this random Uber drive that they've got that the film thinks is funny, that I'm guessing is on some TV show or something, um, go to uh, his house, manage to get in without breaking in, and do things like, like, Hook takes a shit on his bed, but everyone thinks it's funny because it's a really small shit and it looks like a rabbit shit. Genuinely, that comes up like two or three times. Um, and like, I mean, the, the only funny bit of all that is Matt Wahlberg steals all his left shoes, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that kind of happens. It's really boring. And then whenever the film feels like it's getting boring, which is all of the time and hasn't tried to tell a joke for a while, it just has Kevin Hart farting. For no reason. Um, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Like, there's a bit where... So to keep the party going, Hook, uh, Sonny says, Right, Hook, everybody, we need to get to my house and we're going to have to keep the party going at my house. And he gets there and there's a party already going and stuff like that. And then when everything goes wrong after his son with Seal and realises that, that his wife's left him because he took his baby shit and this is this rabbit-looking shit in her boss's bed and all this lot. So he tells everyone to get out of the party and then he goes, oh, finally, I need to get my life sorted. And then he farts and then do you know what? There's one person left at the party and it's awkward because he's farted. Sweet. Yep. Hmm. Sweet. Yep. It me time. Um Kevin Hart, the professional comedian, uh, is the least funny thing um in Me Time. Jimmy O. Yang is basically playing what's his name from the hangover. Uh, Ken Ken Cheong's character. Yes. He's basically playing Mr. Mr. Chow? Mr. Chow, yeah. Um, yeah, this... Who is this? Yeah, just... It, it's not very good. Please nobody watch it. <laughs> I watched it so you didn't have to. It's what I will say. And that's a genuine plea. Please don't watch it. it it's just a waste of two hours of your time. That's it. It's nearly two hours long as well. Okay. We also watched a couple of films together, didn't we, this was it? We did. Yeah, this week. Um, we watched The Social Network. Yes. Yeah, which it's like 12 years since the social network happened. What? Nothing. Yeah, it, do you know what? It, it, it doesn't, it's not aged badly at all. No. Like, it, it still feels really fresh. Yeah, which is mental. Hmm. Because it, it felt like one of those zeitgeist movies that might feel a little bit like not. Yeah. But it isn't. It's almost like, look, this is the inception of Facebook story. It, you'd almost like want them to do another one now that just goes, all right, you re- remember at the end of the film when fucking Rashida Jones just says, you know, you're not actually that bad a guy. We were wrong. Turns out, he's a prick. <laughs> I actually think it feels more poignant watching it the further away that you get. Because it's like, yeah. what it, it, we get further and further away from what it originally was the more time goes by. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's watching it and like, the thing is, he never had loftier kind of ideas for it. It was never about bringing people together, was it? It initially 
started out as well. Yeah, it started out as a like a fucking game of comparing like who was the hotter girl. Yeah, you know, and 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 now it, you know, he's he's spunking all this money on trying to build the metaverse so that he can um, control the next place that people congregate, and it, it it's such a weird because you, you you you're right. It's like you look look at it now. And it's like the ending. It's like, you know, you're not... What is it? You're not a prick, Mark. You're just Definitely try really trying to make people think that you yeah. are. Um, and, and, like, and, and that's almost, yeah, like a very human kind of story. But if you did the social network too now, I mean, it's like Mark Zuckerberg basically deciding whether Trump can fucking like, it, it, try and raise an insurrection on on the fucking internet you know like the power that guy has is fucking ridiculous when at the time of the social network it was he was getting rich and he doesn't have any friends yeah yeah it's it's a crazy time capsule and like like, but like you guys say it's not aged that badly at all that film and it's still it's it's so perfectly made it's 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 Mm. fantastic but the more you look at it now, it, it just everybody in it is kind of an arsehole. Mm. There's nobody in it that isn't actually an arsehole. Everybody in it is a dickhead. Marvel's not. Yeah, he kind of is. No, he he, he is. He, he's just doing it to try and prove how fucking great he is. Well, and he fails miserably at it. At least the rest of them are all right at what they're doing. <laughs> You know, that's the interesting bit is the wider one, which is the character that you're supposed to feel sympathetic for, and you do feel sympathetic towards it, and it's very well done because you know there's the whole the whole rationale where the story is told mm. um, is you do feel sorry for it because the bits that you're seeing of him yeah. is literally him telling you the story. Yeah, true. So yeah. you've got the unreliable narrator element of it um, that is there, but. He's literally he's he's there because he fronted up some of the money, and he created an algorithm that he already had. So yeah. the thing there is, he doesn't actually do anything table. else yeah. to bring anything else to the table, and that's that that's the sort of the the interesting fun thing about it. Um, so we also watched another movie from around the time didn't we yeah we did yeah fucking love this film we also rewatched uh the king's speech <laughs> no uh I've never seen similar time but not quite the exact way we watched the raid didn't we yeah we did to see how this is uh, of course how this is aged um fucking brilliantly yeah it still fucking slaps yeah it does literally literally slaps mm. it's numerous times it nice. is Bonkers how it's nuts this movie so is. So brutal. It's so violent. It's so very violent. Yeah. It's there's a there's a moment in it where a like literally like a, 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 an extra just gets brutally thrown into something, and it's like you can tell it's not a dummy; it's an actual person. And all you can do is look at it and go, "My God, life is cheap in this movie." <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the. 
Oh, fuck, what was that Tony Yar film? Oh, shit. Uh, on back. back yeah where literally the director came out a few years afterwards and they're like how would you manage to do all these things it's like when you compare somebody to jump off a wall the equivalent of what they'd earn in a week they're likely to do it it's not big and it's not clever but it is what it is <laughs> was kind of like fair enough do you know what yeah that's bad <laughs> sounds good that I've seen that on back yeah you have I haven't you have it's one of those ones you're going to watch but after you're going to go oh wait a minute yeah I have. I don't do that. Yeah you do. I don't yeah. I never admit it. The raid's fucking great. Yeah it is. Um, but right so I was looking at the raid 2 on IMDB and yeah. the guy like the mad dog guy yeah. is in raid 2 Yeah. but he dies in raid. Oh he plays a different character. <laughs> that makes no sense. Is he like his brother? No no he, he plays Just a, a completely different, different character. completely different character yeah. Can we watch the raid 2? He's saying cat. Yeah. It's, it's fucking there's a fucking great sequence with him in as well what in the second one oh fucking hell yeah it's fucking we watched it this week yeah we watched that this week yeah um right moving on to our second feature review bookending like I said yeah uh there's some I know that's not called The Samaritan it's literally just called Samaritan uh and it is Directed by uh, Julius Avery, written by Bragi F. Shoot, um, and stars Sylvester Stallone and people, some other people. Somebody who might have been in. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna click on it. I don't know this, but somebody who was in P- Vikings. Uh, Pilau Asbjerg, yeah. who was, um, he was the like the guy in Ghost in the Shell. Um, Damn it! I went Vikings rather than Thrones. He's uh I fucking like that guy. We'll talk about obviously we'll talk about him, but I fucking like, I that like guy. it. He's got a good vibe. I would really like to go drinking. Yeah, I, I, I bet he'd be a great pint. Or several. Yeah. Um yeah. a young boy yeah. learns that a superhero who was thought to have gone missing at an epic battle twenty years ago may in fact still be around. Yeah, kinda. Of. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Ian, you messaged us, uh, yeah. I think, towards, either towards the end of the movie or at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. And we are yeah. all spoilers all of the time. Um, so, it's quite a big spoiler. So, it's guys, quite a big so. spoiler. So, all spoilers all the time. But, yes, Ian, I do think that they were going for a twist with this. But, no, I also think that it was really obvious. And that's what I thought literally from the first minute of the film. It is fucking brutal how obvious it is. <laughs> yeah. And then that just like the fucking rings that they have to run around like to, to hide but, but it. I, I do like the fact that, that, that literally Stallone's character keeps on just saying, look, I am not the Samaritan. I'm not Samaritan. And you know what? He's not. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, and but and the thing is, it's what impact does it have on the story? Oh, you know, bad guys have shades of grey. Yep. Cool. Yep. Cool. <laughs> so, what did you think of the actual the, the film itself? Beyond that, rather strange. I th- 
twist uh, that wasn't really a twist. After I thought, look, yeah, I, I mean, hey, I thought it was all right. I thought I, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, like it. If I went to the cinema and saw it, I think I probably would have been pretty lukewarm. But watching it on my fucking MacBook, like I, you know, I, I, I felt. I felt kindly towards it because I wasn't really paying money other than like my prime subscription. Um, I thought Stallone was good, you know, and it's like, if Stallone's going to do superhero stuff, I know he was in Guardians Volume 2, but it's, he's barely in it. If he's going to do that, I'm glad that he's just kind of like doing these things on his own terms, even though it does feel like it was written by someone who gets what comic books are but has never read a comic book or watched a comic book movie um because it, it, i mean it's just so there's a good guy he's called samaritan there's a bad guy he's called nemesis cool what else have you got um the city's called granite city um and yeah so i, I thought stallone was good i like the whole he gets really hot and then he has to have a shower and he like steams up and stuff. Otherwise his heart's going to explode. I, I did like the fact that, um, and again, yeah, that the, the earlier you had the ice cream where the kid opens the, what is it? There's just loads of ice cream. You look at it and go, all right, that's weird. <laughs> and then it comes back and it's just that. It's like, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I thought, I thought it was fine. I didn't think the kid was that great. And like that, his arc, just very fuck, very fucking whatever. Um, and Stallone is kind of more a supporting character through the, a bulk of the film, and that didn't help. It, it, yeah, it was fine. It, it, it was. It, I, I mean, I think I prefer it to Beast because I watched it at home and didn't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> Bex, what did you think to Samaritan? I really enjoyed it, but it probably wasn't good. It's probably about where I am with it. Um, sure. Yeah. Just the Stallone-iness of it makes it enjoyable. The I don't think... You asked me at one point, didn't you, at what point did you realise? It's like, I, I, there was never a moment in my mind when I was watching it where I was like, yeah, he's the Samaritan. I was always like, well, he's clearly nemesis. Clearly. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise it just doesn't make that much sense. No. Um, but yeah, there's some good fights. Stallone's character's funny. The ice cream thing's funny. Beats up Moses Arius. That's funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a little shit. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really liked it, but I, I, I wouldn't sit here and defend it as an example of great movie making, I don't think. It's just great utilization of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that that's it. The thing is, I, I think it's actually a a kind of mediocre movie that gets a big old pass from me because of Sylvester Stallone, and I, I, I kind of I already thought that anyway. I, I kind of knew that was going to happen. That it was going to be a movie that was just fairly just at best decent, but I really like it because it has Sylvester Stallone in it. Oh. Not very good, but I would go, do you know what? Yeah, it's not very good, but it's got Stallone in it. And that's it. And Stallone's very good in it. And he's he's fun in it. Uh, and the glee that he gets when he first has to beat up those, uh, not quite kids, but, you know, that 
sub gang um, is is great. The fact that he, he seems to be really enjoying it. Um, that boy is nearly thirty years old. What? Moses Arius. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a little rat person. Yeah, he, he does look like a little rat he, boy. He, 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 yeah. he does. Um, and the thing is, it, it's it's amusing the fact that he's quite aware of that as well. So he keeps taking roles where he has to make himself weirder looking <laughs> yeah. than he already is. And and yeah, he already looks a little bit like if a fucking pigeon came to life. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's... But it's... Yeah, the kid's not very good. Um, he's got some like last action hero kind of energy going on. Last Action yeah. Heroes, like, he kind of knows he's a bit cocky and a bit of a dick. All the way through. Yeah. Yeah, this kid, it, it's... it's a, that's his fucking IMDB picture. You, you're focusing on this kid a little bit too much. He looks like a fucking cartel member in that picture. Well, yeah, but if you look like that, that's about the strongest look you can pull off, mate. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It's just, I don't think it, it, it. The thing is, it's it's kind of on a par with something like Bullet in the Head. In the, is it good? Maybe not. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. Will I watch it again? Probably. Probably yeah, yeah. But I'm also I've watched Bullet in the Head like three or four times. If it didn't have Sylvester Stallone in it, and let's say it was Thomas Jane playing that character, would I watch it again? Probably not. No. No. And would I have enjoyed it as much? Probably not. No. But fuck it. I'm not going to feel bad about the fact that I really do love Sylvester Stallone. So That's there we fine. go. That's fine. Yeah. Thomas Jane, what's he up to these days? Accidentally appearing in right wing movies. <laughs> Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah, he accidentally appeared like a really right-wing new thing, didn't realise, and then was really shitty about it in the, like, all the press he did for it. When he found out. <laughs> um, I, I, I wish there was more to say about Samaritan. It's very, very light yeah. on I'm Everything. It's one of those. I'm glad it's doing. It, it's doing really well on Prime. Like it is. It's been a huge movie for them. Um, like I think it's up there. Like one of their the, the biggest releases they've ever had in terms of watching. But I mean, Stallone's a draw, and that that's the thing. I mean, like again, it's an Amazon original because it's an MGM film, and they bought yeah. MGM. So Amazon were like, fuck it, let's just put it on Prime. And again, it kind of feels like if they just gave it a week or two theatrical run before it went on Prime, people would go it, and it, see it, was, it. It's a new Sylvester Stallone film, and it, you know, it doesn't look it, bad. It, you know, it, yeah, it does. It looks good. And it was supposed to be a... a, 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 a um, it was supposed to be released theatrically. Uh, and like yeah, you said, yeah. then, with the, the buyout, they decided, you know what, fuck it. But if you just took that at the cinema... I'd have been fine with it. Like you said, Ian, I would have probably felt a little bit more like, I would have liked a little bit more out of it and I was, you know, there was an element of that. But that, um, Pilau Azbek, I'm going to go with that. Um, he was fucking fun. Yeah. 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 I like the fact that 
the first time he puts the Nemesis mask on and does his whole fucking Bane standing on a fucking car thing. There's like eight people there. And I, I like the fact that that is an intentional thing, that, that, that there's just not that many people there. I thought it was pretty fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just... that The place is so run down that there's just even, like, there's just fuck all people yeah. about. <laughs> like, it, it yeah... Just this really shit place to live. <laughs> it does. It just looks. It just looks crap. Um, so mm. yes, yeah, so I, I I had a good enough time with it. Is it great or anything like that? No, I do think it's definitely not shit. Yeah, it's definitely not shit for me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Because so. I, I I I got I got exactly what I needed to get out of it, which which was a seven out of ten movie. That if somebody then turned at me and went, oh come on, it's a five or a six out of ten at best, I could go, that's fine. Stallone got an extra star and a half for me. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, sure. Because it was funny, him shouting water, 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 and then running into and then eating ice cream. And like you say, the, the, the whole fucking story of it was brilliant. Yeah, that that kind of thinking yeah. for with like why yeah yeah why he has to drink water yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and, and the, yeah. So, so, so the kid going so why is it? He's like, how much do you understand about thermal biodynamics? Nothing. Then I'm not explaining anything else. I need to eat my screen. Was was just quite good. Yeah, strong. You know, Stallone is good at acting against, against kids. Mm. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, audience poll definitely shit sixty seven percent. Uh, and shit 33%, which I'm kind of fine with. Hmm. Um, I mean, we answered the question we had earlier in the show. Uh, so that was all we yep. heard. Uh, Ian, what are we covering next week? Because there's some bits out, isn't there? Yeah, so we have Goot. What have we Goot? don't know why I said it like that. Um, there's Fall. Quite looking forward to full. Yep. Got three thousand years of longing. Yep. I'm looking forward to seeing George Miller's new film. I'm not. In, I just don't know whether I'm looking forward to watching three thousand years of longing, which you'll see. Um. Uh. Yeah. The Forgiven, like Showtime, seem a little bit sporadic. And you guys can't get to Michael Flatley's Blackbird, can you? No, it's unlikely. It's only playing like say showcase. Um... So yeah, so I'm gonna have to wait for it to come out on, unfortunately, uh, on VOD. Yeah, I might, I might go celebrate National Cinema Day by paying three pounds to see yeah. Blackbird. If, if it was playing anywhere within like a half an hour, forty minute radius of us, I think I'd go. Mm. But it in, it's like an hour. Where's it showing? It's showing showcase in Leeds, mm. which is if it was like. If it was the viewing lead, I could maybe get away with it. The showcase is a twat to get to. Is it? Yeah. I feel like you're not trying hard <laughs> enough, but that's fine, Mark. I, I, um, I, I might go see it. The fact that you're not going to go and see it does make me feel better about the prospect of not yeah. seeing it, but we'll see how I, it goes. I, I'm, I'm pissed off that it's not playing um, more but, places. <laughs> but 3,000 years of longing and full sound yeah. doable. Sweet. There we are then. Right. A, a fucking a, a tight show there. 
No, it was a tight show. We fucking wrapped that we up, did, didn't yeah. we? Wow, we. Um, thank you very much, Rebecca. Thanks, Mark. And thank you very much, Ian. Bye.